Welcome to Minnesota Military Radio. I'm your host, Tom Lyons. On today's show, uh, we're going to discuss the longstanding U.S.-Norway Reciprocal Exchange Program and check in with Camp Gratitude. But first, it's time for Generally Speaking, a weekly message from the Adjutant General of the Minnesota National Guard, Major General Sean Mankey. Your Minnesota National Guard is a unique military organization in that we have a dual role. Our chain of command includes both our governor and our president. We serve both overseas and combat roles and here at home in response to state emergencies. More than 13,000 strong, the soldiers and airmen of your Minnesota National Guard are based in more than 60 communities across our great state. From our Air National Guard units in Duluth and the Twin Cities to our Army National Guard units stationed in Rosemont, Bloomington, St. Paul, Camp Ripley, and elsewhere, the soldiers and airmen of your Minnesota National Guard live here, work here, and serve here. It is our mission to be a good community partners. We partner with local law enforcement agencies, schools, and an assortment of community organizations as part of our counter drug program. In our role as emergency management response agency, we're prepared to protect Minnesota from any hostility, be it winter weather, floods, wildfires, civil unrest, or a pandemic. While I'm in the community, people often stop me to thank me for my service. I'm always humbled by that gesture of gratitude, but I'm also proud in the knowledge that the Minnesota National Guard is always ready to protect our community and always there to respond. Thank you. Thank you, General Mankey. For more information, please go to minnesotamilitaryradio.com. As I said at the opening, today we're going to talk about a longstanding United States and Norway reciprocal exchange program and joining me to talk about that is the Garrison Deputy Commander from the Camp Ripley Training Center, Lieutenant Colonel Pat Cornwell. Colonel, welcome to Minnesota Military Radio. Thank you, Tom. Thank you for having me. Sir, uh, we're going to have a lot of fun today talking about uh, an annual event that was put on hold for a couple of years due to a worldwide pandemic, unfortunately, but we're back at it. But before we do that, can you tell me a little bit how long you've been in the military? So I've been in uh, 29 years now. Uh, I was commissioned in uh, 1996 as a field artillery uh, second lieutenant. Uh, Since then, I've been uh, fortunate enough to be able to command at the battery level, uh, battalion command, and uh, most recently, uh, before coming to Camp Ripley, I was the 34th Infantry Division G3 for operations during their uh, deployment to Operation Spartan Shield. Uh, Over my career, I've been deployed four times, uh, twice to Iraq, uh, once to Kuwait, and I drew the lucky straw with uh, a deployment to Belgium back in 2003. So so your first deployment was the best? Uh, I would have to say so. <laughs> Very good, sir. And now can you tell us, uh, you are now the Deputy Commanding Officer, uh, Garrison Commander, Deputy Garrison Commander, I guess, at the Camp Ripley Training Center, and you work with uh, General Cruz. I do. I do. Uh, I spent uh, two years on the full-time side working uh, with General Cruz on a day-to-day basis. Uh, Right now, uh, Colonel Seimer is the uh, garrison commander, and uh, him and I formed the command team of uh, Camp Ripley during the uh, drill weekends uh, to oversee operations at the camp. And, Colonel, for our listeners, uh, Camp Ripley, uh, I think, based on what I've heard and learned over the last 12 years is one of the best training facilities in the country. It's a state asset, but it's a large asset, and it's like a like a small town. Absolutely, Tom. Uh, 53,000 acres of training area up there, uh, 4,000 uh, beds that are for wintertime, so climate-controlled uh, facilities up there. Nowadays, all the barracks have air conditioning, which is kind of nice. And then, uh, of course, 
a lot of people ask about our summertime accommodations. Yes, we still have the tin huts up there, uh, but we're gradually uh, replacing them with more modern facilities. So all told, we can uh, during the summer season, we can handle 8,000 troops training at Camp Ripley at one time. So it absolutely is a, a small town village up there during the summertime. And it's used not only by the Minnesota National Guard, but some of our agencies in the state, the State Highway Patrol. I know that our snowplow drivers are up there practicing, and there's some uh, some troops from surrounding states that come up as well. Absolutely. Um, you know, our civilian partners, uh, they love to come and train at Camp Ripley. Uh, it's not only the State Patrol, it's uh, MnDOT with their plow, snowplow drivers come up there. Um, and we have a great relationship with uh, a lot of the community police and uh, sheriff's organizations that come there. As far as from out of state, uh, we have capabilities uh, that uh, Iowa, uh, North Dakota, South Dakota especially, uh, don't have. And so they, we're the closest thing that they can uh, come to. We're speaking with Lieutenant Colonel Pat Cornwell on Minnesota Military Radio. And Colonel, I understand that uh, the Minnesota National Guard was uh, has the longest-running military exchange partnership between any two nations called the American-Norwegian Reciprocal Troop Exchange. Can you tell us, what is that? And it goes back a long way. It does. It goes back to 1974. Uh, we're currently in our 49th year this year, so it's a, we're getting close to that special 50th anniversary year. Uh, what it is, is it's, it's really our crown jewel for the Minnesota National Guard. Uh, Major General Mankey, this is uh, one of his top priorities, is the execution of this reciprocal exchange. Uh, it started out back in 1974 as a, as a handshake agreement between uh, General Greenliff and General Nygaard and uh, has since just evolved um, from, it's not only a training exercise, and, and I can get more specific on that, but, but there's also a cultural tie between uh, the Scandinavian roots of, of Minnesota and uh, a lot of the folks in, in Norway. So there's, it's, it's a real special relationship for us. So it's a, a big training relationship between the Norwegian Home Guard and the Minnesota National Guard, both the Army and the Air. It is. Uh, so right now we will send a company size element to Norway, and I say we, the Minnesota National Guard. So both airmen and soldiers uh, will be traveling uh, over to Norway. Uh, they're leaving here soon. Uh, and uh, there's about, a, when I say a company size, about 100 soldiers and airmen uh, will go over to Norway to train. And uh, we're getting ready to receive approximately 100 Norwegian Home Guard soldiers uh, here at Camp Ripley soon. So, Colonel, we've got a couple of relationships over there. We have a state partnership with Croatia, I understand? That's correct. So uh, the formal partnership program that the Minnesota National Guard has is uh, with the Croatians. And uh, that's called the State Pro Partnership Program, SPP. That's a formal uh, program within the Department of Defense that works uh, uh, to partner uh, National Guard states with uh, countries overseas. And it's not just based in Europe. It's uh, Pacific, uh, the Middle East, um, but uh, ours is with Croatia. The, the Norwegian... Uh, uh, exchange is is not part of the formal SPP. Okay, and the Croatian exchange is about half as long, about 25 years, is that right? That is correct. They just uh, recently uh, celebrated their 25th anniversary last year. And then with the Norwegian exchange, it's not part of the state program. State program for our listeners, 
the the National Guard and states all over the country have partner states that they that they do some training with uh, in the event that they ever have to go over there and, and support them or vice versa. And so that's a pretty interesting program. It is. It is. Um, and and it's, it's a great opportunity for our folks uh, to be able to interact with different cultures um, and to um, basically train them on U.S. doctrine and tactics and techniques. And, Colonel, I think one of the things that I've heard in the past is we send a lot of our young airmen and soldiers over there, and they send their young uh, home guard over here. And, and as those people work their way up through the ranks in, in the home guard in Norway and the, in the Minnesota National Guard, uh, they, they become friends and stay friends over a long period of time. I can't think of uh, any of my colleagues that have participated in Norex that have not developed uh, lifelong friendships uh, with with the Norwegian Home Guards uh, soldiers that we've trained with. Um, for me, it's it's very special. Um, I was a platoon leader in the 2001 exchange, and uh, to this day, um, I regularly visit my friends in, in Bergen. So there are some longstanding professional relationships and friendships. Absolutely. And, and that's got to be... Another benefit of joining the Minnesota National Guard, you get to serve your state, you get to serve nationally, and you get to make friends all over the country and all over the world. Absolutely. And and the beauty of the, the Norwegian exchange is that the bulk of the, the soldiers and airmen that are uh, going on the exchange, they're, they're our junior soldiers. So uh, it, it's not just the higher level folks that get to, uh, to uh, participate in the exchange. Colonel, I have to take a short break. When we come back, we want to talk a little bit about what our soldiers and airmen are doing over in Norway and what our Norwegian Home Guard are doing up at Camp Ripley. We're speaking with uh, Lieutenant Colonel Pat Cornwell on Minnesota Military Radio. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Minnesota Military Radio. I'm your host, Tom Lyons. We've been speaking with Lieutenant Colonel Pat Cornwell, the Garrison Deputy Commander for Camp Ripley Training Center, and we've been talking about the uh, American-Norwegian Reciprocal Troop Exchange that began in 1974 and is the longest-running military exchange partnership between any two nations. And, Colonel, uh, we didn't, I don't think we got to it, but uh, due to the pandemic, the last couple of years, we weren't able to exchange troops. No. Uh, back in 2020, uh, we were no different than any other organization, Um weren't quite sure what COVID was. Uh, and it was actually, we ended up mutually canceling it with the Norwegian Home Guard uh, quite late. Uh, if my memory served me correct, in March of 2020, we canceled. Uh, since then, um, since that period of time, we initiated planning as if 2021 would take place. Uh, based on the lessons uh, we've kind of learned throughout 2020, uh, again, it was mutually agreed upon that uh, between Norway and Minnesota that that uh, we would mutually cancel it and uh, focus on uh, a 2022. So let's be safe, but you stayed in touch, and it's happening now. And uh, the Norwegian Home Guard is sending 100 of their Home Guard to Camp Ripley. I think they're getting here this week. And you're sending some soldiers and airmen, 100 of them, over there to do some training. And I want to just dig into that a little bit. But first, you were telling me earlier, Norway and, and Minnesota are about the same size? We are. Uh, about five and a half million, give or take, uh, population-wise. Um, so during the last two years, 
Uh, it was important to uh, Major General Mickelson. She's the chief of the Norwegian Home Guard and uh, Major General Mankey, our adjutant general, to maintain uh, a relationship between our two organizations. And uh, uh, he tasked, uh, Major General Mankey tasked Camp Ripley uh, with maintaining that relationship uh, with our Home Guard folks. And we conducted regularly Microsoft Teams meetings uh, to maintain that, that level of familiarity and uh, continuity so that the, the last thing we wanted to do was, was lose uh, the relationships uh, with this exchange. Sir, it seems kind of natural because we've got a lot of people in Minnesota that come from a Norwegian heritage, and just seems like this fits and fits really well. It really does, Tom. Uh, both uh, both sides. Uh, it is, so, of course, the Norwegians coming here, uh, they know that their, uh, their, their history is that uh, a lot of uh, Scandinavians uh, immigrated to the uh, upper Midwest, and so this is kind of a chance to see uh, where some of their, their relatives move to. Uh, on the same note, um, there's always a story, one or two, and I'm sure our public affairs people will be all over it. When they get to Norway, um, they're able to link up with some, some of their relatives over there. Fun side benefit. Now, sir, when those 100 Norwegian Home Guard get up to Camp Ripley, what kind of things are they going to be doing? Yeah, so uh, the big thing uh, that we've, we're doing this year is uh, we're, we're getting back to indi- what we call individual warrior tasks. And so that includes uh, familiarization with our weapon systems, uh, the M4 uh, rifle, the uh, M17 pistol, uh, as long as our what we call crew-serve weapons, which is the M2, uh, 50 caliber, uh, and, uh, and so that's a big part. The other is... Um, partnering with the Regional Training Institute at Camp Ripley uh, to conduct what we call collective training uh, for the rapid reaction force that Norway sends over to train them on our techniques uh, on uh, on uh, tactical uh, maneuvers up at Camp Ripley. And a benefit of that going forward is if Norway ever called on us to help, we know them, they know us, we've trained together, we know how to do this. Correct. Uh, you, you don't want the first time uh, to familiarize, familiarize yourself with uh, with your friends uh, during an emergency. You want to have an established relationship. Uh, the other the other fact that that we understand is that uh, uh, Norway is very uh, Norway's expertise is in uh, the extreme cold weather training. Not that Minnesota isn't, um, but they have a lot of experience, especially when it comes to skiing. I, when I was over to Norway with the show a few years back, they were they were laughingly saying that Norwegians are born with a pair of skis in their hands, and off they go up in the mountains, and, and they love it, and they're, it's just natural for them. It is. It's, it, I'd say it's the equivalent of the same of us uh, uh, growing up on ice skates, if you will. Um, so uh, they are they are fun uh, to to train with and uh, extremely knowledgeable in cold weather training. We're speaking with Lieutenant Colonel Pat Cornwell on Minnesota Military Radio, and sir, in addition to the training up there, they get a couple of days to actually go live with some of the families in the surrounding area. We call that our uh, buddy weekend. So uh, families uh, all across the state, not just in the the Little Falls region, although it's popular there, uh, they get a chance to uh, host uh, young 
Norwegian Home Guard soldiers for a weekend. And that gives the, the Norwegian soldiers a chance to experience uh, Minnesota life and culture with a family, which we all know is, is a little bit different than if you uh, came here on vacation. What a great experience for them, sir. Now, on the other side, we've got 100 uh, soldiers and airmen uh, getting into Norway, and they're going to have to learn how to uh, ski, and they're going to have to learn the cold-weather gear, and they're going to have to learn how to camp outside. It's quite an experience. I uh, was fortunate enough to experience that in 2001, and uh, something I'll never forget. Uh, so immediately uh, when they get on the ground there, the, the next day they'll be outfitted with uh, Norwegian uniforms and equipment. And uh, the reason they do that is because uh, they are so experienced with uh, cold weather training, especially in the high altitudes of, of Norway. And, um, and and that's the bottom line is they want to train us to be better in cold weather training. And uh, so with that, you know, you go through uh, some ski lessons, getting, getting used to cross-country skiing, getting comfortable. Uh, then what they'll do is they'll t- take us on a, uh, a three, three-day ski trek, usually, where we'll set up our, uh, our tents. We'll, we'll sleep outside in the, in the fjords in the mountains. In the snow. In the snow. Uh, and uh, uh, for heat, you have a, little, uh, a small little heater in there that you, uh, you have to make coffee with it first. <laughs> and then you use the rest of it uh, uh, overnight where you take fire watch and... Uh, and uh, it's amazing how comfortably you can you can sleep if you're if you're properly equipped and trained. Now, is that the the trip where the last night you build a snow cave and you, and you you sleep in there? If the conditions support that, yes, yep, absolutely. And and what it is is it's 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 the, the purpose of the training is to build confidence in in your ability to survive in in extreme cold weather environments. And those soldiers and airmen that we've talked to that have experienced that come back and say it's just a hoot. It's great. You learn the gear. You learn how to keep your your body dry and and keep the sweat away from it so you don't get cold. And and uh, how to pack the snow up around the tent and and then uh, dig your own little cave to sleep in at night. That's uh, that's quite a quite a trip, sir. Uh, Colonel, I wanted to ask you this is a longstanding uh, partnership. Uh, we missed two years, but uh, it's been running forty nine. You've got an anniversary next year. Are there big, big doings next year, big event? We hope so. Uh, we've already started preliminary planning uh, with both the Norwegian Home Guard and, and the Minnesota National Guard. Uh, next year is our 50th anniversary. Uh, so in the past, uh, that, that's an extremely special event, and uh, it's the longest-running uh, reciprocal exchange in the U.S. Army. So uh, whether it's active duty, National Guard, Reserve, uh, Minnesota and Norway uh, have something special, and we want to make sure that we celebrate that. So you're planning for next year already? We are, sir. All right, Colonel, I know you're going to be heading out, heading up to Camp Ripley. And uh, How many days will the Home Guard be up there? Is it a week or is it 10 days? It's approximately 14 days. Uh, the uh, The Home Guard is going to arrive uh, this weekend. Um, we We go through an initial outfitting, the same as they would do with us. Uh, but there are some special days up there uh, in the evening. It's not just all training. Uh, highlight the American meal, our, uh, serving our troops folks, uh, support us graciously with that, uh, where we serve them a, a steak dinner. And then uh, the Norwegians pay it back to us. They, they serve us uh, our New York Norwegian meal up there, so it's kind of special. 
Well, sir, I'm, looking, I'm sure you're looking forward to the next couple of weeks, and uh, I hope that all turns out well. And uh, we'd like to thank you for stopping by the studio today to tell us about the uh, 49th year of the Norex Exchange. It's been my pleasure, Tom. Thank you for having me. Thank you, sir. That was Lieutenant Colonel Pat Cornwell, the Garrison Deputy Commander from Camp Ripley Training Center on Minnesota Military Radio. Please stay with us. When we come back, we're going to check in with a program called Camp Gratitude. Welcome back to Minnesota Military Radio. I'm your host, Tom Lyons. In a moment, we're going to catch up with an organization referred to as Camp Gratitude, and the founder is with us in the studio. But first, it's time for the Commissioner's Corner, a weekly update from the Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs. Now here's Commissioner Larry Herkey. As I reflect on the sacrifices our Vietnam veterans have made for our country, I am reminded that it's never too late to pay tribute and honor to those who have answered our nation's call. We give thanks to a generation of Americans who saw our country through one of the most challenging missions ever faced. Minnesota servicemen and women put their lives on hold or called upon to assemble at our nation's request to serve during the Vietnam War. These individuals served bravely with honor and distinction and heroically laid down their lives to preserve the freedoms that we Americans hold dear. To all of our Vietnam veterans listening, thank you for your service and welcome home. Thank you, Commissioner Herkey. For more information, please go to minnesotamilitaryradio.com. Camp Gratitude is a free week-long camping experience for military and veteran families to relax and have fun while building strength and resilience among their family. <clears throat> Joining me now to uh, talk about Camp Gratitude is the founder, uh, Bill Hoddle. Bill, welcome back to Minnesota Military Radio. Uh, Tom, thanks for having me. A pleasure. Bill, uh, you've been on the show before, but uh, for our listeners, uh, you served in the military. You're a fellow Vietnam veteran. I am. Is that all you got to say about it? <laughs> <laughs> Long time ago. Yes, sir. Oh, you can remember more than that. Um, you served with a great organization over there. Did. Real proud of it. Uh, uh, and it's, it's good to be home. It's good to be home. But you served with the 101st. I did. Yeah. And uh, it, quite an experience. I'm glad mine was over, too. Uh, and uh, we spent our entire working lives as uh, proud veterans of uh, uh, that had served in Vietnam and uh, joined some veteran service organizations, done some things. You were in real estate and uh, came a day when something happened to you and you decided, I'm going to do something and I'm going to call it Camp Gratitude. Can you tell us where that come it, from and how this happened? It's time to give back. Um, I happened to be watching a, a weekend news show and, and um, there was an organization in Texas that uh, was doing something similar to this and I thought uh, – it was a good idea to uh, try something in Minnesota. I tried to contact them, uh, never heard back from them. Um, I'm not smart enough to know that I can't do something, so I just started uh, kicking the idea around, running to buy people, and people liked it. The, the, the mission behind Camp Gratitude is to let, let the current generation uh, know that uh, their sacrifices, the entire family's sacrifices are um, are, are appreciated uh, by the public that benefits from them. Uh, and I wanted to do this up front so they know going forward uh, that their efforts and sacrifices, again, are, are, are appreciated uh, so they don't have to go through waiting 50 years to hear the same thing like uh, some previous generations did. So what you have been doing lately, and you've done other things, but uh, you 
uh, pay for access to the vets campground on Big Marine Lake, and you bring in families uh, that uh, can't otherwise experience a, a vacation week like that, and you bring in some counselors as well. We do. Uh, for the last 10 years, we've been uh, renting cabins uh, uh, from, from the Veterans Campground on Big Marine Lake uh, for one week out of a year and uh, give a, a full week's vacation to, um, uh, to, to, vet, to veteran families, 100% paid for. We have activities planned during the week, uh, act, activities for the kids. It's, it's first and foremost a, a vacation. Uh, when I was putting this together, uh, I somehow wanted to address, without labeling anybody, the unacceptable divorce and suicide rate of uh, among the kids that are coming home. And with, again, without labeling anybody and without having any reintegration programs per se, uh, we have uh, embedded licensed family therapists with us uh, during the week that, again, uh, are, are there to open some doors for people. We know that we can't fix anybody, change anybody during the week that we're there, but we certainly can open some doors for them, and that's what we're trying to do. We're speaking with uh, Bill Hoddle about Camp Gratitude on Minnesota Military Radio. And, Bill, uh, you've got a website, and, and families that want to do this uh, go on that website and, and apply uh, to uh, be a part of this group of families that spends a week together. You're sold out for this year, right? Uh, sold out is not uh, probably not the correct word, but we are filled, filled for next year, and, for this year, free. and we do have a waiting list uh, for this year. And I actually, we even have uh, one application for 2023. Now, you've told me in the past that uh, these these families come in and they've got their cabins and they don't know each other, and and there's activities and there's counselors and there's all kinds of things to do. By the end of the week, they're good friends. I think this is something that we're most proud of. Um, we have families coming in from all across the country, from Florida and Vermont and Connecticut and Texas and um, and so forth. And, and the majority of these families have become friends on, on Facebook, as an example. Uh, early on, uh, I paid attention that the kids bond immediately. Uh, parents, sometimes it, uh, it, it, it took a while, and I— um, I, I would get comments from some of the parents, but uh, by the end of the week, they said, "Wow, I wish I would have gotten to know them a little bit sooner." So what we started doing: uh, we run Friday to Friday, and on a Saturday night, is do a an adult happy hour boat cruise, uh, uh, go out on the pontoon for a couple hours. Um, guess what? When you're out uh, on the adults for on a boat for two hours, you got to talk to each other. Uh, so it's how people bond. Uh, Throughout the week, the choices they talk to each other. They have to talk to you, right? They, nobody. That's, that's probably not a good thing for them to do. <laughs> that's a great thing to do. And, and Bill, how many years have you been doing this now? Uh, we'll be going on our twelfth year. Twelfth year, and I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you. I know that uh, you're a member of the Chanhassen American Legion, correct? And they've been a supporter and a big sponsor of this uh, Camp Gratitude uh, for. How many years? Most of them. From day one. Day one. I feel so fortunate that they believed in me. They believed in the concept, and they've been huge supporters, uh, particularly financially, for right from the beginning. Right from the beginning. And so has the, so has the public. Uh, our funds come 100% from private donations. Now, as I said, when we opened, Camp Gratitude is a free 
week-long camping experience for military and veteran families to relax and have fun while building strength and resilience. So how do you how do you fund it? Did you know what you were getting into when you started this? I, I had no clue. Um, I beg a lot. Uh, you, you've known me for a number of years, and um, my, my life has been reduced to begging. And, and You didn't learn that in the 101st Airborne? I did not. But you learned it afterwards. Um, it's for a good cause. It, the, the kindness that I have experienced from people, from, from individuals, from corporations, is just absolutely unbelievable. Uh, I wish somehow I also had the um, ability to share my experiences uh, and friendships with these amazing families. Bill, it's hard to, everybody ex- else. hard to explain unless you've been involved in one of these things, but the families feel great about uh, getting a free week and being able to spend their time together and the kids with other other veteran military families. But the fulfillment you get out of it, because you've been able to pull it all together and make it happen, it's it's almost feels too good to be true. Well, unfortunately, I'm, I get too much credit for it. Uh, the, 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 the public uh, and everybody else that have made this possible, you and the Chan Legion, the Minnesota Twins, everybody, everybody. It's just, it's just unbelievable. Well, it's a, it's a wonderful thing, the feeling you get from giving to a good cause that helps uh, uh, people that, that need a break, that need a chance. And, and you're bringing in all these uh, military families and giving them a, a real vacation on the river and some fun and doing a great job. Uh, Bill, we're going to have to take a short break, but when we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about fundraising and what's the future of uh, Camp Gratitude and uh, maybe talk a little bit about what's the future for Bill Hoddle. Thank we're, you. we're speaking with Bill Hoddle from Camp Gratitude on Minnesota Military Radio. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Minnesota Military Radio. I'm your host, Tom Lyons. We've been talking to Bill Howell, who is the founder uh, and the, the leader of uh, Camp Gratitude, which is a free week-long camping experience for military and veteran families to relax and have some fun while building strength and resilience. And you do it at the uh, Vets Campground on Big Marine Lake, Bill, I've never been out there. Is that pretty nice? Uh, pretty nice place. Unbelievable, unbelievable. The, the the staff is great. It's it's the park itself is full of veterans. That's all that they allow in there, and it's just unbelievable. Plenty. And it's only do. forty. There's all kinds of things to do: water activities, sporting activities. Uh, the, the people are tremendous. Everybody's welcome. Everybody else. Now, these families, when they come out there for the first time, probably don't know what to expect. Uh, what do the, what do they tell you when they leave? It's great cabin, great campgrounds, a lot of activities. Kids had fun. What kind of feedback? Some of the feedback that we get, the majority of the feedback is, thank you. Uh, they've had a wonderful time. Um, just just being recognized. Just just being recognized. Some of the families that we've we've hear from, they've they've never had a vacation. We've given them a break that they never could afford before. It's more than, yeah. Hopefully, I think it uh, has a lot to do with being grateful. Uh, we have a tendency in this country of um, uh, taking the freedom that we have for granted, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's all we've ever known. But there's a, a segment of our population that allows us to live this way, and, and and I just want people to to know that somebody is grateful. The the general public is grateful the sacrifices that they are making. And that includes the entire family, the kids, the kids that go without a parent. 
for uh, for a period of time. Uh, the spouse stays at home and 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 takes care of the family while the military member is gone. There's a lot of sacrifices. So for our listeners, if you want to learn more about this, you can go to campgratitude.org. And, Bill, what do you need to help? Do you need funding? Do you need volunteers? Do you need all of the above? At, at this point, volunteers aren't a, a huge factor. Funding is always an issue. Uh, I have dreams of, of, of taking this further, and, and everything is, is a function of dollars on that. Uh, we do have a secure PayPal site um, uh, or account on our, on our website, which is campgratitude.org. One hundred percent of our funds come from um, donations. Uh, there are no staff salaries whatsoever, none. So, Bill, I know you've experimented with some other locations. Is that the future for Camp Gratitude? You're trying to keep the one going that's going, and maybe add a second one. My or? my my dreams for the next generation. I think I've taken Camp Gratitude as far as I can personally. Uh, I wear all the hats, uh, which I'm absolutely fine with. I believe the next generation uh, succession uh, is to find somebody that would be the central administrator, uh, somebody that certainly has the ability to delegate much better than I have been able to do. Send somebody out to uh, to raise funds, to raise funds so we can expand, so we can go to other other different areas within the state or anywhere in the country. This was set up as a program so that can be accomplished. Now, Bill, when we started talking today, we pointed out that we're both Vietnam veterans, and you're older than me, which I enjoy thoroughly. But that means we're uh, we're not as young as we used to be. So the succession plan to keep Camp Gratitude moving forward, you need a couple of young veterans to step up and in in shadow you for a while and learn how to do this and and help you achieve your dream for that organization for it going forward the next ten twenty years. And we've just started doing that, uh, looking for a successor. Uh, I've, I've put out notices that uh, uh, we are looking for somebody. And, again, it has to be somebody that's better qualified than I as far as uh, delegating. Uh, I think you know this is the key is running some of your organizations. Uh, delegate well. Uh, I think, uh, like I said, at, at this, this point, uh, I'm doing everything on a volunteer basis, which I have no issues for with uh, – in all probability, if this is done correctly, it, that position can turn into, I would think, a salaried position. Uh, as, as you build and move forward, but you've absolutely. got to build it a lot bigger than Abs- this. Uh, absolutely. So one of the attractions for, for getting the funding you need and the donations you need is, is because it's clean and that all goes for the cause to help the families. But as you move forward, Bill, we just got a couple of minutes left here. And for our listening audience, if you want to get involved in an organization that helps veterans and their families uh, and, and our military serving their families experience a week's uh, a joy and, and a chance to build strength and resilience. Uh, Bill's looking for some from younger veterans, younger than us, to step uh, up, get involved. Everybody's younger than us. Tom. Well, don't tell, don't tell all my <laughs> listeners that. But you're looking for somebody to step up, join the team at Camp Gratitude, allow you to step back a little bit and, and take it and run with it. I'll you're going to stick around and help as long as you can. I have, I know no, you. I have no intention of going anywhere. Uh, unfortunately, uh, my yardstick of life, I only have uh, uh, a short distance left. Well, we got so. miles left. <laughs> miles ahead of us. Miles ahead of us. 
But I understand what you're saying. We're we're recruiting some younger people and some organizations I'm with too. So for our listeners, if you're interested in taking care of and handling, uh, being part of a team that takes care of our uh, veterans and military families, go to info at campgratitude.org. Bill needs some help. Bill, just less than a minute left. Final thoughts? You know, this. Uh, I, I said, just said this earlier. This is a wonderful country. And we have a lot of freedoms. This freedom is made has been made possible with the sacrifices that people have made. It's just human nature that uh, they want to know that they're they who are making the sacrifices want to know that they're for naught. Uh, we do. People are paying attention to them. People do know that the sacrifices they're making, and we say thank you. We want to say it in advance, as opposed to again, like I said earlier without having to wait uh, generations to hear it from, from the public. And, Bill, there's a lot of good people out there that want to help, and, and uh, you're leading the way. So please go to info at campgratitude.org. Bill, thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much. This is Mr. Bill Hoddle uh, from Camp Gratitude on Minnesota Military Radio. Joining me now from the flag line of the Minnesota Patriot Guard is Doug Bly. Doug, welcome back to Minnesota Military Radio. Thank you, Tom, for having me. Doug, uh, we've gone through some interesting times the last couple of years. A uh, worldwide pandemic caused a lot of trouble and uh, it probably uh, caused you to suspend services for a while. I think that's behind us, knock on wood. And uh, I think the winter's behind us, I hope. We've been melting snow. Uh, have you, are, you, uh, are you able to get back to some kind of normal? Are you able to break out your motorcycle? Well, the motorcycle's close, Tom. You know, we always say we want a couple good rainstorms before we bring it out. But I did see a lot of motorcycles last weekend when it was 60 degrees that were out on the road. So uh, mine's not. Mine's still taking its winter nap until I see the salt off the road. Okay, let's get that salt and sand and all of those things that can cause accidents out of the way. And then you can get that back out. Now, Doug, I heard from a lot of people. They're asking me, uh, do you have to have a motorcycle? Do you have to be a veteran to, to join and be a, a Patriot Guard rider? It's not true, is it? No, it's not, Tom. We've been doing this for so many years with you, and we you know, appreciate it. And we really work hard to get the message out there. There's no requirements for anything except having a sense of patriotism in your heart and a 3 by 5 flag on a pole. Uh, I myself did not serve in the military. My dad is a veteran. I'm not. And it's been among, amongst my biggest honor in my life to be able to be part of this Patriot Guard effort and the mission and to you know, be there and to give honor, dignity, and respect to those who have fallen. And the other, and it's just really kind of sad, that people just think you have to have a motorcycle. And, of course, that's what our picture is, and that's what people see of us. But we do live in Minnesota, and winter comes, and we don't turn missions off in the winter. We are 12 months a year, 365 days if required. And so you do not have to have a motorcycle. We really don't care how you get there, Tom. Now, many of us do ride our motorcycles, but there's no requirement to have a motorcycle. We don't care about what brand of motorcycle you have. We have had people come on bicycles. We have had people come in city buses. And just being there is the important thing. How you get there doesn't matter. Doug, how do, you, how do you become a writer? How do you join? Uh, the easiest way is to go to our website, mnpatriotguard.org. And on the left-hand side, it says we just click join us. And all you need is an email address and a zip code. And then once a week, you're going to get an email from the Minnesota Patriot Guard saying here's all the missions in the state. And then here's also the non-mission events going on. Could be a, a veterans 
uh, fundraising effort, could be some type of other event that a different organization is putting on. But again, very simple, mnpatriotguard.org. On the left-hand side, click Join Us. and have an email address and a zip code, and that's how you do it. You're always looking for members, which we call writers, and you're, and you're always looking for some people to step up into leadership. Yeah, leadership is probably the hardest thing, Tom, as we go forward. And, you know, in the metro as well as greater Minnesota, we really struggle to keep you know, our leadership ranks staffed. You know, as people go forward, you know, I myself have been doing this since 2006, and I'm looking forward to my promotion to the flag line, as we call it, when we retire out uh, from leadership. But it is very important. Um, ride captains, which are be a local segment, we have 20 ride, uh, ride sectors in Minnesota, and we have a ride captain and assistant ride captains in each of those. We have senior ride captains who are responsible for general regions of the state, as well as the state captain who is responsible for everybody. We also have a board of directors for the nonprofit piece of the Minnesota Patriot Guard, and we're going to be looking for two board members this year, and that's going to be important as well to help us with our strategy as we go forward and as we look to continue to do the good things we're doing just under uh, different circumstances under these current times. Doug, about 30 seconds left. Uh, you don't go to just any veteran's funeral. The family has to ask for you to come out. Absolutely. We only respond to the family. We have many requests from saying, I'm representing the family of this person. And we say thank you, but they need to have direct contact with us. We have made the mistake in the past of going to missions where the family didn't know we're going to be there. So we choose to not be an interruption or uninvited guest. And if they want to contact you and ask you out, your website again? mnpatriotguard.org, and then request the Patriot Guard. Very good. Thanks for joining us again today, Doug. Thank you, Tom, and God bless America. That was Doug Bly from the flag line of the Minnesota Patriot Guard. We're just about out of time. Thanks for listening to this edition of Minnesota Military Radio. I'd like to thank our guests for joining us this week, Lieutenant Colonel Pat Cornwell, Bill Hoddle, Doug Bly, Commissioner Larry Herkey, the Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs, and finally, Minnesota's Adjutant General, Major General Sean Mankey. Please join us next week as we talk about how the VA is taking care of women veterans and the VA National Cemetery System. That's coming up next weekend on this station or online anytime at minnesotamilitaryradio.com. I'm Tom Lyons, and I hope that you make a difference in someone's life this week. Minnesota Military Radio is a production of iHeartMedia, the Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs, the Minneapolis VA, Beyond the Yellow Ribbon, and the Minnesota National Guard. Your host is Tom Lyons, founder and owner of Phelan Partners Limited, a merger and acquisition advisory firm. Tom is a life member of the American Legion, VFW, Vietnam Veterans of America, and the DAV. For podcasts and the latest updates, follow us at minnesotamilitaryradio.com.